Accusations of a field in crisis or at a crossroads. Tensions have been rising between autism researchers and the community their work is intended to benefit, particularly on social media. On social media, it often feels like road rage. It's as if you don't see the harm that you do to somebody. And that's true when a scientist is careless about how they talk about autism. And it's also true when an autistic self-advocate is really angry with somebody maybe early in their career who's trying to get it right, but has got it wrong. If I was an early career researcher who was interested in lots of things, and I put out my first paper on autism and it was slammed by the community, I probably might step in another direction. I would say that tension's always been there. It's just being recognised now. Dr Damien Milton is one of a few openly autistic researchers in the field of autism research. He says it wasn't an easy area to join. You're reading papers about yourself, describing yourself as disordered, deficient, um, abnormal, inappropriate, you know, the list is kind of endless. Research traditionally looked at autism from a medical perspective, with non-autistic researchers exploring why people are autistic or the underlying psychology. That, though, is not necessarily the research the autistic community is interested in. They would be asking about things around mental health or communication and uh, social adjustments in housing, employment, things like this. Um, but these things are woefully underfunded. Just over 10 years ago, more than half the funding for autism research in the UK went to basic biology studies. Just 5% went on how services could support individuals. These issues have become more visible as the autistic community has changed. Over the past 20 years or so, autism diagnoses in the UK grew by almost 800%, notably among adults. And while there's still a lot of underdiagnosis, particularly among women and ethnic minority groups, this large community has been able to connect over social media, share experiences and advocate for what they want. Members of the public are becoming more discerning um, and more critical about what they take part in. Um, it's a lot of energy to do research, to, to be part of research, to be a participant. And I think we see it a lot more now in those online spaces of families saying, is this a good piece of research? I don't like the language in this. Are they, how are they going to treat me? I feel what we're seeing now is autism researchers are being held accountable for the types of research they, that they are doing. And that's, that's not necessarily happened before. Now, the UK's largest ever study into autism is being launched today. One of the clearest examples in recent years was Spectrum 10K, given a flashy launch on BBC Breakfast. Researchers hoped 10,000 autistic people would supply a sample of their DNA to help understand what contributes to autism and other health-related conditions. The reaction was fast and critical. Despite researchers explicitly saying they would oppose such a move, some feared a DNA database risked others later trying to create a prenatal test for autism. My major concern was what that study is saying to the world, to, to society, about what they think about autistic people. And it just feels that we're still at that stage where being autistic is still very much seen as a disorder. Within three weeks, Spectrum 10K was voluntarily paused. Ethics bodies have since said their approval still stands. In Cambridge, the team had consulted with around a dozen people, but... 
we didn't really expect uh, thousands of people signing a petition to stop the study. You've been working in this area for 40 years. Does the fact that you went into this announcing the study with some naivety tell us something about there being a disconnect in some ways between autism research and the autistic community? I think that what we've learnt is that um, when you do consultation with the autism community for a big study, the, the consultation itself has to be proportionate. Uh, so we needed to, to listen to uh, a much wider um, range of voices, um, not just people close by. Spectrum 10K have recently opened a public survey into the project's future. But despite having a major study paused, Simon denies there's any risk of a chilling effect on science. I don't see any negative um, impact because um, by listening to autistic people, that doesn't mean that, re that research should be stopped. It just means that all of these different viewpoints should be kind of part of how, how the design of the, of the research goes forward. Um, and I think we're probably at, at a point in the history of autism research where there's a new culture on how to do research in this area. Simon researches both the underlying biology of and the social support for autism. He says in the long term that will all involve actively including more autistic researchers or co-designing studies with the community. In fact, everyone we spoke to welcomed this as an opportunity for research. I'm in complete sympathy with autistic community who say, well, so much money goes on genetic research, but tell us what good that's going to do. How is it going to improve anyone's life? And we have moved our direction of research much more towards mental health and well-being, uh, much more towards you know, under-recognition autism, of autism in women and girls, much more towards ageing and what ageing will hold for uh, older autistic people. Um, so I think it is having an impact. The challenge now is to build trust and common goals. Both sides will need to play a role.